From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Demer. Today on the show, Bitcoin mining is going through some tough times. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. Some news before we get into today's crypto prices. Sam Bateman-Fried may be extradited to the United States today. And so we haven't heard what's going to happen or when that's going to happen or even if it's going to happen. But when it does happen, it could happen today. And if it does happen today, I'll tell you about it tomorrow. But just know that it could happen today. Speaking about today, let's talk about today's crypto prices. And the time is 11.13 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We got Bitcoin sitting at $16,864. Pretty much even. Now it's down about 0.2% in 24. Still down 6.8% in 7. Ethereum's at $1,216. Pretty much even from yesterday. Tether is number 3. USDC is number 4. And Binance is at 248 Down 0.7% in 24. Running off the top 10, we have BUSD, XRP, Dogecoin, Cardano, and Matic. The total market cap is sitting at $811.8 billion, down 0.4% in 24. We have a BTC dominance of 40% even and an F dominance of 18.3. And in some Bitcoin price-related news, Coinbase stock hit a new all-time low of around $35, just under $35 before trading this morning. But as of trading this morning... It was trading at $36 and some pennies. Right now, it's around $36 and some pennies. And there is a very interesting debate happening online on Twitter right now about the valuation of Coinbase. For example, Matt Hugan tweeted, Coinbase raised money in 2018 at a valuation of $8 billion. It's currently trading at a $9 billion valuation. Its market cap right now is $9 billion. Meanwhile, in 2018, the revenue was around a half a billion dollars. Today, in 2022, revenue is around $3.3 billion. In 2018, users were around 22 million. Right now, in 2022, users are around 100 million. And 2018 assets on platform was around 11 billion. Right now, 2022, it's around 100 billion. And so he's saying, and I think he's implying, that it's extremely undervalued. So maybe you want to collect some Coinbase stock. However, on the flip side, there's a lot of people saying that maybe we're just getting to the correct valuation and maybe it still has some downside to go. Maybe in 2020, 2021, when money was cheap and there was stimulus money flying around, that we overvalued some of these tech stocks, Coinbase, Tesla, Tesla being one of them. Is it really or should it have ever been a trillion dollar company? I mean, speculation is a speculation, but what are they really producing compared to Ford, GM, Toyota, Honda, all put together? Are they valued more than them? They are. And still, do you think that's the correct valuation? And so the conversation about Coinbase right now is very interesting. I woke up this morning and I was like, hmm, maybe I should buy some more Coinbase. 
But every time it went down to a new level, I bought more, and my bags are getting really, really heavy. They keep getting heavy. I got to do more squats so I can carry these bags. In another Bitcoin-related news headline, Glassnode reported that around 17% of Bitcoin's total circulating supply is now held by retail investors, and that is now an all-time high. Also, data from Into the Block shows that hodlers of 100 Bitcoin or more are shrinking. So back in 2013, wallets that held around 100 Bitcoin or more was around 69.5%. Today, it's only 59.8%, meaning that those hodlers are spending their Bitcoin. And who's collecting them? The retail investor. So that means bit by bit, sat by sat, penny by penny, dollar by dollar, the retail investor is stacking more sats. Moving into today's headlines, we have some political headlines. A major pro-Democrat political action committee or a PAC plans to return $3 million in donations made during the midterm elections by FTX executives. The Senate Majority PAC, which spent over $160 million on ads supporting Democratic candidates, will return $1 million made by SBF and $2 million made by Nishad Singh. Since the collapse of FTX, multiple politicians, including Senator Dick Durbin and Kirsten Gillibrand, They've stated that they've made donations to charities in the equivalent to donations made to their respective campaigns by Sam Bateman-Fried. However, FTX is not having that. They said that, look, politicians, you just can't give this money away to your buddies and your cronies. You better give this back to FTX so we can give it back to the people who lost money. And so if politicians have given that money to charities, <laughs> they're still going to have to fork it over to FTX. Now, looking at a specific pack, Sam Bateman-Fried donated $5 million to the Future Forward pack. And this pack, they shelled out around $70 million to support Joe Biden himself. How much cash does the future Ford pack have on hand? Only about $53,000. And that was after spending around $180 million to influence elections in 2020 and 2022. And so this is what I've been saying for the whole time. If you were given money to spend on elections, you're spending a lot of it. But in PACs instances, they're also paying their executives and the people that are making the connections and the fundraisers. So... They might have spent $180 million, maybe even more. I want to know how much they paid their executives. Now, I went onto OpenSea and I tried to look at their uh, financials and I looked at some PDFs and their statements. I can't find anything that says how much they paid their executives. If they didn't pay their executives anything, I'll be very surprised. But I bet you there's millions going to them. I want to know that information. And in other U.S. political news, Binance is stepping up its regulatory efforts in the United States by announcing that it's joined the Chamber of Digital Commerce. And it's a lobbying group in Washington, D.C. to help establish policies that benefit and protect users. Binance.us has already joined the group. They joined last year. And other members of this group are firms like Citi, Visa, MasterCard, Dapper Labs, Ripple, Circle. Binance Moves comes as American lawmakers scramble to try to figure out what happened with FTX and try to regulate the crypto space. And I just want to point out that it's interesting that Binance is following the FTX playbook. CZ has been going around on a publicity tour. They've been buying defunct companies, Voyager, <laughs> and now they're trying to lobby Washington, D.C. Is anybody else seeing the parallels or is it just me? And moving into some Bitcoin mining news, Core Scientific is one of the industry's largest Bitcoin miners, and they announced today that they're going to be filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. The miner will continue its operations during this process, but it expects to enter restructuring during this time. So you're probably thinking, why is this happening? Why are they filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy? Well, remember, Bitcoin price went down around 60%. We have soaring energy prices. 
and the Bitcoin mining difficulty just grew another 3% this week. So you put all those factors together, and it's hard to stay profitable. If you guys remember, which you probably don't, this company decided to go public in July of 2021 via a SPAC and was listed on NASDAQ in January of 2022. However, their stock tanked 98% in 2022. So their valuation went from $4.3 billion to $78 million as of Tuesday. However, Core received an offer of $72 million from one of its top lenders to buy him out. And this lender said bankruptcy is not necessary at all. The vast majority of core scientific issues are self-imposed and can be corrected with an open, transparent discussion and ongoing participation with lenders and investors. So basically, somebody's saying, hey, I'll take it over, run this thing properly. You guys are basically screwing yourself. They're like, eh, chapter 11 bankruptcy. If we're going to be F, we're going to F ourselves. <laughs> anyway, it's very hard to make money in mining right now. And this is what I've been saying since 2020, ever since we started the podcast, I think. You're going to know the bottom is in when miners start going bankrupt and shutting down. And this is the big miners. These are the guys with the big money. When it's the little guys to start to shut down and say, hey, I'm going to stop mining Bitcoin for a while. That's when you know the bottom is in because people just can't be profitable. And so you're going to see the price continue to go down a little bit. You're going to see that the price is going to go sideways for some quite some time. And then when the miners start to kick back on, price is going to start going back up. And that's when you're going to see we're going to have a re reversal. But people are going to have to feel pain. Companies are going to have to shut down these miners. And then you're going to know the bottom is in. And by the way, there's another crypto miner teetering toward bankruptcy. It's called Greenage. And they announced that there is substantial doubt about its capacity to continue to do business. And the board of directors are discussing the possibility of voluntary bankruptcy. The company claims that there's an average monthly burn rate of $8 million during October and November. Paxful, they're a global peer-to-peer -peer trading platform, and they're set to remove Ethereum from their trading marketplace. They said this in quote, We finally kicked Ethereum off our marketplace. 11.6 million humans safer. Integrity over revenue. Why, you might be asking? Well, the CEO said that the world's biggest problem today is economic apartheid. And he said that he wants to see a world where Bitcoin frees billions of people held back by this evil system, especially those unnecessarily harmed living in the global south. Bitcoin is the only honest money, he says. Ethereum has some utility on real cases, such as credit and lending. However, it thrives because of tokenization with Ethereum-based tokens turning into scams that have robbed people of billions. So, Paxful is going full Bitcoin maxi. And finally, years after dormancy, Bitcoin linked to Quadringa CX is on the move. Ernest & Young, the company overseeing the exchange's bankruptcy, denies having any involvement with this. So you're probably wondering, what is Quadringa CX? Well, it was a cryptocurrency exchange based in Canada. It was founded in 2013 and allowed users to buy and sell a variety of cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin. In late 2018, the company's founder and CEO, Gerald Kahn, passed away unexpectedly while traveling in India. It was later discovered that he was the only person with access to the company's cold storage wallets, which contained the majority of the crypto assets. As a result, Quadrigo CX was unable to access or return funds to its customers, and that led to significant financial losses and legal battles over the missing assets. The company eventually filed for bankruptcy in 2019. And it's a very interesting story. A lot of people think that he faked his death. However, we would have heard if some of that cold storage money moved already. So 
Uh, he's probably dead. <laughs> Who knows, to be honest with you. But the news isn't about Quadrina CX. Zero X Sifu, he tweeted this, and it sums it up the best. So, Alex, the dev at Quadringa, and the dev at Quadringa was tweeting this as well, was instructed to send these coins while the company was under control of you, Ernest & Young. Three years ago, they claimed to have accidentally lost the funds by sending two defunct wallets. Now, it's suddenly moving again. So, just to summarize and clarify, Ernest & Young took over this account as a bankruptcy in 2019, managing their assets, managing the bankruptcy. They sent these coins to a wallet address that they didn't have keys to, apparently. But now, this money, this Bitcoin, is moving again. So somebody obviously had the keys and had control of this wallet. But who is it? And there's the mystery. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. I'll be back tomorrow. And until then, happy hodling, everyone.